0: Welcome to the lecture fan podcast. I'm the number one conservative streamer on Twitch. I believe in the US Constitution, God family country. Uh, I do commercial litigation. I've been practicing law for 10 years. I've traveled the country and I talk about politics every night on Twitch. We just started doing the podcast. So hope you guys enjoy it. We all know Biden is weak on Iran here's here's an al jazeera article on it multiple rockets land at iraq's al-assad airbase where u.s coalition forces are hosted according to coalition iraqi military yeah it's interesting a lot of times a lot of times countries will do stuff like this to test out a new administration you know here here biden is wanting to make a deal with them and they're bombing us and it's like biden maybe maybe stop being so weak and saying we want a deal we want a deal and then they bomb us oh oh we still want a deal at least 10 rockets have landed at Al-Asad Air Base in the western Iraqi province of Anbar. Rockets struck the air base. The attack caused no significant losses. 13 rockets were launched. I mean, I guess I guess one of the reasons that I don't think this probably is that big of a deal in the news is because this is not all that uncommon in the Middle East, is it? I mean, there's constantly we're constantly hearing about rocket attacks and bombs and stuff happening in the Middle East. Are we not? Well, we know it's Iran, we know Iran is evil, we know, we know Biden's soft on Iran, so I guess that's what we get as a result of Biden. $2,000 stimulus checks every month until Corona is over. Some Democrats in Congress want you to get $2,000 stimulus checks every month until Corona. Here's what you need to know. Congress debates the third stimulus check. Some members of Congress are pushing for $2,000 stimulus checks every month. Unlike a one-time $1,400 stimulus check, a proposal for $2,000 stimulus checks every month could be available until the economy is fully recovered. Ilhan Omar tweeted last month, we need $2,000 recurring checks until the end of the pandemic. Absurd, dude. We don't have the money, we're broke. We just don't have the money. What I don't understand is how is gold, how is the price of gold not going up when you literally have trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars being printed off? I I just don't get it. We're probably not gonna get that. We're probably not gonna get the $2,000 monthly stimulus check but they are gonna start a UBI UBI type of a, a system where it's gonna be a child tax credit but instead of doing it on your taxes, you're gonna start getting a monthly check. And it's like, really? And then once once Congress does that, once Congress creates a monthly check, who's gonna be the who's gonna be the politicians that take that away? When when was the last time the government passed any kind of handout that ever got removed? I'm all about have tax benefits for children and encourage encouraging people to have children through the tax code. I mean, frankly, I don't necessarily think that we should be doing social policy through the tax code, which is why I think why I believe in a a flat consumption tax as opposed to a in a progressive income tax. But look, if we're gonna have a progressive income tax and we're gonna we're gonna implement all of our policies through the the tax code as opposed to you know doing it just actual policy then i'm all i'm fine with tax policies encouraging children because i I believe that we should be having more kids but it shouldn't be done in a way where it's the government sending out checks every month it's like really we're gonna have it so if you have if you have a kid the government will start sending you a monthly check here let me find this let me find this article for you guys i think it wasn't an opinion piece today democrats stealth plan to enact ubi ubi is about to arrive in america congressional democrats 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus bill provides for no strings attached checks limited only to parents of children under 18. this ubi for parents is billed as pandemic relief but its real purpose is to put a stake in the heart of work-based welfare reform supporters blandly describe their plan as a child tax credit improvement for 2021 it would replace today's annual child tax credit which tops out at two thousand dollars With more generous child allowances payable monthly those allowances are federal payments of 3600 or 300 a month for each child under six and three thousand dollars 250 a month for older children the current credit increases with income from work the new one would provide the same payments to all under the guise of pandemic relief the federal government would give a non-working single parent with two preschool aged children and one in grade school $850 $850 a month. This would come on top of other government benefits, including $680 a month in food stamps, amounting to $18,000 in combined annual income. That's the equivalent, without accounting for taxes, of working 28 hours a week at 1250 an hour. On top of that, the family would receive health insurance from Medicaid, it also, and it also may receive housing and child care assistance. Government benefits to non-working households that are this generous are bound to reduce employment. Dude, it's mind boggling when you start thinking about, when you start thinking about how much money our federal government is giving out, it's mind boggling. You start looking at some people are, some people are collecting 30, 40, $50,000 a year in, in state and local and federal benefits. It's incredible. One of the reasons why you should, one of the reasons that people support UBI is because you're, when you do UBI, you're supposed to get rid of every other government welfare program. But when you literally have child tax credits payable monthly by the government, you have uh, hundreds of dollars a month in food stamps, you have free health care from Medicaid, um, subsidized housing, um, child care assistance, utility phone bill assistance, Um, you literally are getting all of your needs met by the government. There's no question that this reduces employment, it takes away people's dignity. This is one of the main problems with welfare is it destroys people's dignity. It's so bad for people's mental health. The bill would provide the new benefit for only one year, but the Washington Post reports that congressional Democrats and White House officials have said they'd push for the policy to be made permanent. Under current law, federal cash assistance to poor families flows through state social service agencies which require recipients to work, look for work, or at least engage in some activity designed to help them become employed. UBI for parents is designed to circumvent these requirements. If enacted, it will more than double the government-provided cash assistance to households headed by single mothers. If enacted, it will more than double the government-provided cash assistance to households headed by single mothers, creating a perverse incentive for the unmarried poor to have more children. That would lead to more poverty, not less. Unlike existing benefits, UBI for parents also avoids efforts to seek and collect child support payments from parents who don't live with their kids. That's unfortunate because efforts to collect child support have led to increased income for families in need and greater emotional connection between absent dads and their children. you just We've got welfare programs and welfare payments just stacked on top of each other one after another after another. When you actually get down to it, it, it can be staggering there's so many different programs one after the other and it's like look here's the thing I'm all in favor of, of helping the poor and and helping people that are down on their luck um and in fact I, I I feel a religious obligation and a spiritual obligation to help people who are struggling financially but the way it's the way it it should be done is individual to individual or, private communities and organizations to individual local local communities and local organizations to individuals there's way more benefits to doing that way there's none of the negatives etc cetera, etc cetera. and so one of the greatest lies one of the greatest lies that Democrats have told is that conservatives or Republicans you know don't care about helping the poor it's like dude actually I have a you know, I have a soft spot for poor people and I actually believe strongly in helping the poor, you know, it, the, but you don't help the poor with government handouts. And by, by supporting the government, taking your neighbor's money to then give it to the poor person, that's not fulfilling your moral obligation to help the poor. Democrats think they fulfill their moral obligation by asking the government to tax somebody else to give it to a poor person when it comes from the government. Uh, the appreciation gets lost. Also, the people that are paying for it don't get the fulfillment of providing for it. Um, there's no accountability. Um, it goes there's a much there's way more fraud and abuse. There's misuse of the system. It's inefficient. Um, so many different reasons why y- there's better ways to help the poor. It creates dependency. It creates dependency because it's the government doing it without actually helping the it doesn't actually help the people it destroys people's dignity like dude if if you have a local organization or local church or a, a local person helping a poor person like that can be very positive for everybody involved and it can really help that poor person um and there's a lot of accountability, and that poor person doesn't want to do it, so they, they'll, they'll take assistance, and they'll use that to get up on their feet. And they know that it's not unlimited, and, and there's, there's way less likely that they'll actually be able to abuse the system and misuse the system and um, all these different reasons. All right, so we've started to figure out, guys, what the strategy is going to be if if Biden doesn't get COVID under control. If COVID doesn't go away, then the media and the Democrats are going to blame Texas and other states that undid mask mandates. They're already preparing it. They're already preparing the groundwork. New mask wars threaten Biden's pandemic response at critical moment. It's like, um... Hold on, Biden, Biden said that he was going to get the virus under control. Biden said that he could control the virus. And now you're saying, oh, never mind, I can't because uh, these states didn't put, have mask mandates. Really? Really? The White House is on a collision course with red state governors over mask mandates and whether corona restrictions, testing the bipartisan unity that Joe Biden has tried to tap in curbing COVID. Come on, man. Top administration officials Wednesday pleaded with residents of Texas and Mississippi to remain vigilant, fearing that plans by those state's governors to lift public health precautions will see the resurgence of the virus. To li- Listen to the way they phrase that. This is so Orwellian. To lift public health precautions. They're not public health precautions. They're government orders. They're government mandates. This is happening on the masks and it's opening on schools. And so like if you if you read the national media, you would you would assume that schools are closed all across America because they all act as if schools are closed just because they're closed in New York and California. And it's like, dude, hold on. Montana, Montana's had our schools open for 8 months, 9 months. We we shut down our schools for like 3 weeks and that and we've been open ever since. Montana's never shut down its schools and you know the if you read the media you would you would assume that everybody in the entire country has shut down schools which is just not true montana had a mask mandate but it's gone now montana got rid of the mask mandate and that never made news but because texas did it now it's huge news even though yeah iowa north dakota south dakota montana idaho lots of places got rid of the mask mandate but oh, because texas which i guess is sort of makes sense it's a bit it's you know texas is a You know, bigger state population-wise than any of those others. Minnesota is just starting to open schools. Wow, Tanya. That's terrible. I can't believe that they've ruined those kids' lives. There's so much damage. Did you guys see the UN? The UN said that this was a generational tragedy or something like that. 168 empty school desks are currently sitting outside the UN's headquarters. Here's why. This is crazy unicef unveiled an installation called pandemic classroom to urge governments to reopen schools dude when the un unicef the un is even telling people to open schools as we approach the one-year mark of the corona pandemic we are again reminded of the catastrophic education emergency worldwide lockdowns have created With every day that goes by, children unable to access in-person schooling fall further and further behind with the most marginalized paying the heaviest price. We cannot afford to move into year two of limited or even no in-school learning. No effort should be spared to keep schools open or prioritize them in reopening plans. And then there was a tweet, a tragedy, yeah, a tragedy for the future of mankind. A tragedy for the future of mankind dude this is disgusting it's so terrible these school closures i can't imagine supporting that how much damage that's doing to these kids biden later took on the decision head-on describing them as neanderthal thinking that threatened to ruin progress toward beating back the pandemic it marked a rare public escalation of tensions between the white house and gop governors that the administration has tried to tamp down for weeks Both to keep the pandemic response on track and an acknowledgement of the fact that there's little the administration can do legally to rein in states that go rogue. All of a sudden they're going to blame everything on the states. Weird because I thought Biden was going to bring the virus under control. The state's lifting of restrictions comes at a particularly sensitive moment. Health officials worry that the recent progress could quickly unravel. I don't get it. Why do they think that the progress could quickly unravel when uh, when you look at the actual graphs of when the when the mask mandates went into effect, the mask mandates go into effect and you don't usually see a drop in cases. So I'm not understanding why getting rid of the mask mandate they think is going to lead to a rise in cases. The next month or two is very pivotal in terms of how this pandemic goes. Hmm. Huh. Well, the Johns Hopkins doctors disagree with you on that, lady. The back-to-back announcement from Texas and Mississippi. Surprised and angered Biden officials have gone to lengths in recent weeks to court governors on both sides of the aisle and consciously avoided criticizing individual states over early slowdowns in vaccine distribution. (laughs) So now the Biden administration is getting angry when the American people are getting their freedom back? What does that tell you about the Biden administration? I guess they don't like it when the American people get freedom back. Wow. So the Biden administration thinks it's a coordinated effort by Republican governors and that it expected to see more in the coming days. I would love to see a whole bunch of other governors come in. I'd love to see a whole bunch of other governors come in and lift their authoritarian mandates as well. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey could lift the state's mask mandate later this week with the spokesperson telling Politico that Alabama is heading in the right direction and that Ivy's made clear she prefers personal responsibility to government mandates. These Republican governors should have never had mandates in the first place. Mask requirements in seven other states, six led by GOP governors, are due to expire before the end of the month in what could quickly become a political litmus test. It already is a litmus test. I won't vote for somebody who put a mask mandate in place, period. Which is why I want Kristi Noem for president. Coronavirus and our response to the coronavirus is one of the biggest issues of our time. Second only being Trump-Russia collusion. I don't trust people and I don't vote for people who supported the Trump-Russia collusion conspiracy theory. And I don't vote for people who did shutdowns and mask mandates. A handful of Republican governors will soon be tripping over each other to see what can be most in favor of freedom. As if that's a bad thing, dude. Listen to these Democrats. They're actually acting as if it's a bad thing for Republican governors to be tripping over each other to see who can be the most in favor of freedom. Politicians should be tripping over each other to try to see who can be the most in favor of freedom the biden administration has few options to force a reversal by the states good that's how it's supposed to be the federal government cannot overrule individual states pandemic decisions in modifying or lifting public health measures and economic restrictions a limit that biden has already encountered in his rocky efforts to restart in-class instruction and convince americans to wear masks i still can't get over the fact that joe biden ran an entire presidential campaign that he would be the one to get the virus under control. And then what's what's his great plan? What's his great strategy? What's the wonderful thing that Biden does that, that he can do so much better than Trump? Everybody wear masks and everybody do social distancing. It's like, wait, hold on, Biden. I thought you had a genius plan. I thought Biden had a genius plan to get the virus under control. And now all he's got is... Now all he's got is mask are masks and social distancing. Dude, this whole article is just laying the groundwork to blame to blame governors that lifted mask mandates if cases go up. I mean, how many how many times how many times do we have to see these graphs where it shows a mask mandate being implemented and then two weeks cases skyrocketing to realize that, you know, maybe it has a marginal benefit, but It's not the end-all, be-all, totally cure everything, fix everything. It's just not. How a changing virus is reshaping scientists' views on COVID-19. Sounds kind of interesting. Chris Murray, a University of Washington disease expert whose projections on COVID-19 infections and deaths are closely followed worldwide, is changing his assumptions about the course of the pandemic. That's because his model... Dude, you guys remember how wrong Chris Murray's model was? Do you guys remember the models at the beginning of coronavirus? How totally wrong they were? And now the media is still talking about this guy as if, oh, everybody cares. Why haven't we been seeing more of these experts' models? Did, did, they, get, did they finally get sick of people figuring out that their models were complete garbage? Was there ever a COVID model that turned out to be right. Murray had until recently been hopeful that the discovery of several effective vaccines could help countries achieve herd immunity or nearly eliminate transmission through a combination of inoculation and previous infection. But in the last month, data from a vaccine trial in South Africa showed not only that a rapidly spreading coronavirus variant could dampen the effect of the vaccine, it could also evade natural immunity in people who had been previously affected. I couldn't sleep after seeing the data, Murray, director of the Seattle-based Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, told Reuters. When will it end? He asked himself. He is currently updating his model to account for variants' ability to escape natural immunity and expects to provide new projections as early as this week. Why are we concerned about his projections again? Isn't he the one that projected uh, that we would have like 10 million people die or, or some crazy thing at the beginning? A new consensus is emerging among scientists. Oh, there's the word. It's a consensus. It's a consensus. According to Reuters, interviews with 18 specialists who closely track the pandemic or are working to curb its impact, many described how the breakthrough late last year of two vaccines with around 95% efficacy against COVID-19 had initially sparked hope that the virus could be largely contained, similar to the way measles has been. But they say data in recent weeks on new variants from South Africa and Brazil has undercut that optimism. They now believe that Corona will not only remain with us as an endemic virus continuing to circulate in communities, but will likely cause a significant burden of illness and death for years to come. Okay. And if that's the case, if it is going to be with us for years, if if we are going to have, if, COVID, if coronavirus is going to be endemic, and be with us for years and years, then we have to go back to normal right away. We have to go back to normal right away. I think we should keep level one restrictions, like if you're sick, stay home. I'm totally fine with 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 level one pandemic response, which is if you're sick, stay home. I totally agree with if you're sick, stay home, but nothing else beyond that. And maybe increased hand washing. And let's not forget, if you're sick, stay home, is actually a significant, significant pandemic response. Johns Hopkins doctor said that the virus will be gone by May and that's what I think I I, I believed him more than I believe this this doesn't make sense to me that it'll be an endemic virus for years it's like it'll die out once it's not spreading as much it eventually sh- should die out I mean I don't know that's typically what happens with viruses but then again we do have endemic, we do have other endemic viruses that stick with us and are seasonal and stuff. So, I mean, the thing about it is, is dude, we don't even know. We, we don't even know why some viruses become endemic and stick with us and become seasonal versus why some viruses die out. This is a very complicated issue. Scientists don't even know why coronaviruses are seasonal. I mean, there's so much we don't know about this thing. That's what, that's the real story. The real story is how, how much doctors and, Scientists and public health officials just have no clue about a lot of things. No idea what the no idea what the herd immunity threshold is. No idea whether it's gonna stick around. No idea why it's seasonal. I mean it's just crazy. But that never gets talked about. That's one of the biggest points, I think. One of the biggest stories from this pandemic, I think, is the lack of humility by doctors and experts and scientists in the media and the lack of any mention ever about what we don't know. Actually, I take that back. I have seen articles because I'm not making this up. I have seen articles that mention that we don't even know some basic things about coronaviruses, like why they're seasonal, what the herd immunity threshold is, whether it would become endemic or not, why why some become endemic and some don't. We don't even know those things, you know, which I don't think Democrats can comprehend because they think, you know scientists are God and they know everything. Well, they don't. As a result, the scientists said people could expect to continue to take measures such as routine mask wearing and avoiding crowded places for years, dude. they're actually they're actually saying that we should wear masks for years. Wow. I'm sorry. no. How about that? How about no? Even after, even after vaccination, I still would want to wear a mask if there was a variant out there, Dr. Fauci said. All you need is one little flick of a variant sparking another surge. And there goes your prediction about when life gets back to normal. No, Fauci, no. We're back to normal. We're already back to normal. Wow, listen to this. Some scientists, including Murray, acknowledge that the outlook could improve. It's like they don't want it to improve. Listen to the way that's worded. Some scientists acknowledge that the outlook could improve. They're like, we really want it to get worse. We really want it to get worse. But yeah, but yeah, it it could get better. It could get better. But we're really looking at it for hopefully to try to get it worse. That's the way these scientists come off as thinking. It's like they want it. Dude. Oh, the one one point I heard that made so much sense to me um, was uh, a tweet that I saw that said, this year was the best year of Fauci's life. Fauci's a hero to many people this year. Fauci has never had such star power and celebrity and um, gotten so much attention and love and adoration. This was the best year of Fauci's life ever. Why would he want the virus to go away? Why would these experts want the virus to go away when it's literally the best year of their life and they're celebrities now? The article just got done saying that the, that the vaccines are not effective against the variant. And then they say the new vaccines still appear to prevent hospitalizations and death even when new variants are the cause of infection many vaccine developers are working on booster shots and new inoculations that could preserve a high level of efficacy against the variants and scientists say there's still much to be learned about the immune system's ability to combat the virus that's their way of saying we don't have a freaking clue there's still much to be learned there's still much to be learned that's literally their way of saying we don't have a clue scientific whiplash (laughs) that's what that's what they're calling it, dude. Scientific whiplash. That's also code for not only were we were wrong, but we were the opposite of right. We were not just like off a little bit, we were the opposite of right. From the beginning listen to listen to these code words. From the beginning, the new coronavirus has been a moving target. Okay. Saying the new coronavirus has been a moving target is code for saying We've been totally wrong and totally effed this up and we're totally way off base and totally got everything wrong. And we don't have a clue what we're doing. That's what that means. Early in the pandemic, leading scientists warned that the virus could become endemic and may never go away. Yet they had much to learn, including whether it would be possible to develop a vaccine and how quickly it would mutate. Would it be more like measles, which can be kept almost entirely at bay in communities with high rates of inoculation or flu, which infects millions globally each year? Listen to this. Here's another Here's another code word for saying how wrong and screwed up they were. For much of 2020, many scientists were surprised and reassured that the coronavirus had not changed significantly enough to become more transmissible or deadly. See, they had no idea. They had no idea if it was going to mutate or not. And, of course, all of their predictions were, oh, it's going to mutate. It's going to mutate bad, and it's going to... You know, it's going to it's going to got way more deadly. And oh, my gosh, the mutations are going to be so terrible. And then it's like, oh, we got mutations, but the vaccines still prevent hospitalization and death. So scientific whiplash, he believed in, in December, he believed it was plausible to achieve functional eradication of the coronavirus. Now getting as many people vaccinated as possible, still the same answer in the same path forward. It was in December, but the expected outcome isn't the same. Wow. So they're basically just putting it out there that, hey, guys, even even with the vaccines and natural herd immunity and seasonality and everything else, this isn't going away and we're going to keep forcing masks on you for years and years. It's basically what I got from that article. Thank you guys all for being here.